Hello and welcome to another episode of Too Long Didn't Read. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing last night's election debate, the fact check fiasco, the general election campaign more generally, and uh, as you probably just heard, as always, I'm joined by Zach. Yeah, hello again. And Ben. Hello. I don't know why I expect you to prove you exist. Every time I you, you're <laughs> yeah. like... There is a smoother intro somewhere. I mean, we'll work yeah. it out. We're only like 10 episodes in. Is this episode 10? <laughs> oh, is wow, it? yeah. I feel like we'd... I think we need a confetti cannon. We're still picking the ones out. No, no, we don't. We definitely, definitely don't. I've seen the office okay. after that two months on, okay. and it's still a mess. We so well, don't need a confetti cannon. I've got some plans for more confetti cannons. Oh dear. So, uh, okay, so a few things before we get started on the things I just mentioned. We got a few announcements from TLDR. Firstly, an announcement um, is that at the beginning of next week, uh, we're interviewing Jonathan Bartley from the Green Party. Um, on the Green Party, basically. Any questions we want, we've been given a pretty free remit to interview him. It's worth mentioning, he's the co-leader. He's the co-leader. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if I said that or not. He is the co-leader of the Green Party. Um, so if you have any questions you'd like to ask him, then we're going to have something up on Instagram and on Twitter asking for questions. If you comment on that, um, we'll get them. Or you can just email us uh, at hello at tldrnews.co.uk using the subject line. Ben, what's the subject oh, line? Not another one. It's been a while um, since I've done this. Yeah, th- it has been. Um, I'm trying to think of another place um, that we can do. It has to be something, something UK. Uh, Angel of the North. How about that? Okay. <laughs> Subject line, Angel of the North. We'll pick all those ones out. We'll that's how you that. self-describe, Ben. Um. Uh, no, I just, it's the first thing that came to mind when I thought of like a big icon um, in the UK. Um, we've done loads. Okay. Of, we've done London ones before. I thought I'd go with a more northern one. Why I like not? it. Um, also two other things um, we're going to be doing a video on every manifesto as they come out the Green Party one is out tomorrow or Thursday depending on when you're listening to it uh, we're already working on the Lib Dem one Labour is supposed to come out in the next 24 hours or so um, so we'll get on that too so keep an eye on the channel if you're interested and finally um, a bit of news I'm not sure if Zach has seen this news yet um, but at least according to Discord, um, I'm running for Prime Minister. I have uh, seen have a little bit this? of that. Yeah, no, um, I, I so we recently, of a, we recently set up a Discord channel server, I don't know what it's called, um, for TLDR. There'll be a link in the description um, where you can get involved and talk to other TLDR viewers, to us, have a nice little conversation. Um, if you're yeah, a patron. Sorry? If you're a patron. You don't no. have to be a patron. Oh, you don't, it's just Anyone open. can join. If you're a patron, wow. you get like special orange names. You look oh, that's special. what the orange is. I know. Okay. But besides that, no, everyone can join. There'll be I also somewhere. didn't know that, Zach, either. Just Well, yeah. there you go. Everyone's learning things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, completely unprovoked. They made me like some campaign banners and stuff for the TLDR party. Apparently, I'm running for prime minister. I wasn't prepared for it. Um, I'm not sure where we're running in the country. I have to work that out. I, I also think it's definitely yeah. too late to apply. But besides that, it's a great campaign so far. <laughs> And also, the, the campaign seems very left-wing from what I saw. I mean, I, I think we're, we're I trying haven't to be seen impartial. Many of the policies. The, the, yeah, they put some policies. What are my I policies? I, I saw I, like, I honestly... more. I saw more teachers and more hospitals, which seems yeah. like everyone's going for that like, this election season. So I'm blending in nicely with that policy. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah, I think that's just what and I, I think saw. I saw... I think I saw one that was like... That's not that left-wing. More ben teachers, more hospitals. hospitals. Hate them. <laughs> no, that's, that's true, actually. Yeah, Maybe I saw something else. I can't remember. I glanced at it earlier, is, is all. Anyway, basically, if you want to get involved in the conversation, have a chat with us. Uh, the Discord is the place to do it. And if you want to make me more campaign material, who knows? could be useful in 2022. It's probably quite a good no, video. 2024, sorry. We could do one of us running as an MP. Like We can each have a constituency. That'll be fun. And on election night, we got to see like... 
how I no no but I mean like really you could like try I mean it would be a long video documentary a, thing wait, we, wait hold on like a minute trying we, to become done, a candidate we already did a section in the Patreon only podcast bit of a plug there um, for the crazy ideas um, I feel yeah. like that, that should have been mentioned there yeah, it's a good idea. One of us should run for prime Well, no, it's a terrible idea, which is exactly why it shouldn't no, be no, the legitimate podcast. It'll be a great series. Anyway, as Ben mentioned, my word, we're teasing the hell out of these people. We've got so many announcements. <laughs> um, but yeah, we made a Patreon-only podcast uh, about like terrible ideas we've had for TLDR shows and like things. So if you're interested in that. Yeah, if, uh, if you like the informal nature, um, it's, it's, it's just It's completely... super informal. Yeah. Anyway. It's a waste of your time, like, if you're being honest about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, totally, it's... totally. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I haven't heard it. I like, don't know why you're listening book. to this one. So. Um, so let's get on with it because we spent six minutes and we said nothing but just promote stuff. And people hate it when we promote things. So let's get to the first topic. Yes. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, let's discuss last night's debate. Ben, why don't you start? Go on. Oh, okay, if you have so a question lined up, it. sorry. Yeah. No, I've got no questions. We've got, we, I think we've okay. all made copious notes. Yeah, Ben's just watched yeah. it minutes ago. Yeah, so, so he's fresh. Fresh in your mind. Okay, so I'll just, I'll, I just want to say some sort of overarching things before we get into the nitty gritty of it. But basically, that debate, from what I can tell, was uh, Boris trying to bring it, or Mr. Johnson trying to bring it as much back to Brexit as possible um, yeah. and um, asking Corbyn constantly which side he's going to uh, uh, campaign for on, on, the, on the second referendum. And Ten Corbyn times, according to Gove. Sorry? Apparently 10 times Gove said oh, that did, happened. Oh, did he say? Okay, yeah. So he, th- that was the whole way through. Every question on the NHS and everything else, it was um, uh, Johnson trying to either bring it back to Brexit or to try and pin an answer down from um, Corbyn on uh, which side he would campaign on. And Corbyn was trying to avoid that. He spoke about the NHS a lot. Um, uh, and it, it, yeah, it seemed like he was just trying to avoid as much as possible um, any questions on um, uh, which side he, 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 would, he would campaign on. Um, there was the quick fire section, which was a bit weird. I've not really seen that much yeah. before. Uh, the fun question as well, which I'm sure we, we're going to talk about. That was a bit, that was a bit strange. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we've already talked about this me and Zach had a conversation about this in the office we oh, told you to save it for the podcast yeah we started having a conversation and then we were like Zach was getting angry about stuff so I said keep it for a second did, yeah, did you we'll... hear the groans from the audience at the end in Johnson's concluding statement when he said something about uh, he, he, st- he started talking about Brexit again and then I think no, they I also groaned yeah. with Corbyn with his the, the concluding statement as well mm-hmm. something about um, I, I can't remember at some point somebody I heard from the audience somebody audibly say out loud um, uh, oh, here we go, or something like that. When when he started oh, really? an answer, yeah, there was a couple of that for like both of them. It was it was a yeah. I, I think people were getting a bit tired of their talking points at, at times. But yeah, yeah did, understandably. Was there anything big that I missed there? Was that that was kind of the overarching things? Yeah, I'd argue no. There wasn't anything that major. I mean, no. I'm saying that while looking at Zach's notes and my notes. So there's like we've written a lot of stuff down. I've like written a lot, lot of things. Yeah happened but like of consequential stuff that's going to swing the election i think there was very little of substance i think it was a i would have to agree pretty dull debate yeah well um, my, mine's uh, my notes organized just because I, I wrote it as i was watching kind of in chronological order so i could just go through some points yeah, and see if you too. two got anything to add uh, to what i'm saying so i've got some just just points on on yeah, more of the nitty-gritty so opening statement um uh Corbyn mentions the second referendum almost like off the bat in his mm-hmm. in his opening statement, and he also mentions the for the many, not the few. So evidently, they're going with that. Um, they're going with that mantra again. It's so pretty that was... good. I quite like that. Yeah. I think it's pretty decent. It's a bit old though. As campaign slogans mm. go, though, I kind of I think agree. he's I mean... also gone. 
No, you go, Ben. Yeah, no, it's very 2017. Like that was the was that not the name of their manifesto in 2017? Yeah, I'd be interested yeah, to see yeah, whether they it call was. it the same thing. Um, so, so there's that, and then Johnson goes with his dither and delay, deadlock and division with um, mm. Corbyn, which so just on alliteration things. purposes is, is quite good. Yeah, we did, have you seen? We posted like a bingo card of of like stuff they I kept saying. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. I is mean, that on there? Answer. Yeah, it's on, I'm pretty sure Dither and Delay's on there. It's got to be. It has to be on there. That was um, unbelievable. Yeah, no, there was a lot of there was a lot of that generally. I mean, you've already touched on this, but like just the fact that there was a lot of clearly rehearsed lines, a lot of catchphrases. Yeah, it felt more like an excuse to ram those in every possible occasion rather than like actually debate anything. Yes. Um, but yeah, so the first question um, was essentially, "Will Brexit be done soon?" That was yeah. like what it boiled down to. Um, and both parties tried to say yes. Yeah, they did. From my interpretation, yeah. slightly different ways. Johnson just said, uh, "We'll be out by the thirty-first of January." Um, who knows whether that will actually happen? We've heard promises like this before, but regardless. Uh, and then Johnson promised, um, no, Corbyn, sorry, promised um, that they'd have a new deal within three months, or at least attempt to, I guess. Um, yeah. And then six months time, they'll put it back to the people, yeah. um, yes. which is also equally a questionable timeline. Yeah, the time frames for both of them really quick. Both of those, yeah. And I get why well, it's very quick. The Johnson thing that's the thing that Johnson says it's going to happen that is very ambitious timetable wise. Yes, is obviously his his trade deal that he wants to get done yeah. by December twenty twenty. Yeah, um, which Corbyn actually brought up, didn't he? He said it took seven years to, yeah, seven to years. do a US trade deal yeah. and that we're not going to have one done by December 2020. Yeah, that, that's Johnson's what, which is probably true. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Johnson's return argument is, is is always that he got his deal sorted in three months. Yeah. Therefore, he can get... I mean, it doesn't obviously doesn't follow. Which, it obviously yeah, doesn't because follow it, that you can get a trade deal done because you got that deal like done And also, it's like 95% May's original deal. And like, then a little bit of checkers cut in, out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So saying it was done in like a few days is really misleading. Yeah. He mentioned that a few times as well through the debate. I know. He, he kept mentioning it'll take seven years um, for the negotiations with the US and the EU. I think that. that's a good thing to point to point out. I think it's something that's it's understated in mainstream media at the moment. The fact that the December 2020 promise is just a complete pipe dream. Yeah. Yeah. And yet he just seems to be getting away with it. So I think it's a good thing. Corbyn should probably expend some more political effort trying to get the country to focus on that. Hmm. I think it's a good good idea from him. Yeah. 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 That's true. Um, one other, oh, go on, ben. Yeah. yeah, no, there was another point that they, I think that Julie Etchingham, who was the yeah. um, uh, the, the, the chair in this. What do we think of her, though? Very good. Before we move on. I thought she was pretty good. Yeah, very good. So do I. I reasonably she was good. impartial or impartial enough. Had she, some good lines. Bit she of did have some good lines. And that's what kept I wanted. Them, yeah. Kept them pretty on track, to be fair. And also because she was adding in her own like sub questions they yes. weren't as prepared for made the whole debate a bit more interesting than just like a bunch of pre-prepared answers. Yeah, I agree with that. She said um, on this question, she asked Johnson, I think, would you mint a new coin for 2020? Um, yeah. I, I saw that. That was good. Yeah. yeah. And That's she did funny. something a bit later on um, where she was saying... You, ben, just quickly explain that reference just for people. Yeah, yeah, who don't. absolutely. Go for it. No, no, you, you, I, I can explain it if you'd like to, but... No, no, you explain it. Um, okay, fine. Stop it. Um, <laughs> but for... Basically, for everyone who doesn't get it, um, the government said that they would mint a new Brexit 50p piece that would come out on October the 31st. Yeah. They spent quite a serious amount of money making that coin. And yeah. then obviously we didn't leave. 
So it all got melted down, right? Yeah, it all got melted down. They've left the melted down coins aside for these new ones. Apparently, they've Have been they? using the same ones. That's what I read at the time. So. Oh, right, well, that right, seems yeah. sensible. But hey, there we go. So that was the the reference. Anyway, what were you going to say, Ben? Well, I was going to say is that she made a couple of comments similar to that. Uh, th- mm. throughout so she made obviously that one which was kind of pointed at Johnson and then another one later on which was about the magic money tree and then yeah. she mm. made a comment about Johnson like have you got multiple magic money trees and then Johnson came back with he's got a full forest um, which yeah. is uh, so yeah I think she was quite good in the sense that obviously those things kind of lighten the mood a little bit but I don't think she was she didn't do that just to one side she seemed to as I say, I, I, I kind of kept my ear out for times that she did that and she seemed to be she seemed to put them to both of them, which was uh, yeah, which was good. Um, yeah, I like Completely that. It's what we like here: impartial reporting. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think she was solid. Yeah. Anything else on the first question, or there was one thing. I think Johnson came up with this line when he was trying to talk about how great his deal with mm. deal was, and he said, "It's it's ready cooked or oven, oven ready." ready. Oven ready. ready. He said phrase. that quite a few times. Oven so. ready, and then he said, "It's approved by the EU and it's approved by all 635 conservative yeah. candidates." Yeah. This, yeah. And I was going to be like, <laughs> "That's not that great an achievement. Not <laughs> it's really. your party." Yeah. I know you didn't get them to support you last time, but given that you've picked the candidates, you'd really hope that they were in support of your main policy. Exactly. Well, what I, yeah, what I was going to say about that is, it's kind of funny that he says that now because it's almost alluding to the fact that. At one point, yeah, they didn't, exactly. which they didn't, because he no. then kicked them out. Was it? Was that when he kicked them out? The people that didn't. Yeah, that was. Oh no, that was. Why else. was he bringing that up anyway? Yeah, it's a good point. Why does he want to? That's. It does feel like he's harking back to when he had yeah. to kick out his own MPs. It's almost like yeah, is, we, we're we're finally we've got everybody backing backing this deal. It's like as you quite rightly say, but that's your party. Um, yeah. But but Corbyn, um, yeah, like. I was going to say, could, could Corbyn make the same claim? But he he hasn't got a deal, so I suppose definitely no, not. not yet. But he, but mm. yeah, the, the, it just seems like a ludicrous sort of sounds a bit, a bit of a weird thing to to bring up. But yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, one other thing on this section, uh, well, at least one other thing. One other thing I have. Uh, what do we think of the prop stunt? So I was, yeah, Johnson, that's the next thing. Yes, uh, Corbyn, sorry, brought out a document which was. The Freedom of Information request documentation he got about a meeting. This that... was when I went for my second dinner. Ah, you missed it. I just uh, missed about a minute of the debate for everyone. You missed this I bit. It was reporting. a great bit. He pulled out this document that was uh, like pretty much all redacted information from a meeting with the oh, yeah. U.S. drug companies and things. Um, yeah. And I, essentially, it was he was claiming that it showed that Johnson was planning on selling the NHS to the U.S., which is a common refrain from mm. him. It was. I think it was a very weird thing to do because, like, surely when you when you're going through this planning and preparation for debates, you come up with these ideas. So th- this idea was presumably floated, and then there must have been a discussion at some point with, well, what's Johnson going to come back with? And I really hope that no one said, well, he he can't say that he's not going to sell off the NHS because, well, he definitely can say he's not going to sell yeah, off the that NHS, is what he said. and that's exactly what he said, and that's exactly yeah. what you would expect him to say. Like the NHS in this country for, for like non UK like listeners. The NHS in this UK is almost like a non... Everybody accepts it. You know, you can't say anything bad about the NHS. And rightly so. It's, you know, a big institution in the UK. And, and yeah. any any talk of, of selling it off or privatisation would be just political suicide. It would be, it would be uh, you know, something that, that politicians just cannot do. So the minute you say... Um, you know, you might sell off the NHS. You're just opening up your um, your opponent to go. Well, I'm definitely, definitely not going to do that, and that nullifies the point. So I don't see yeah. what Corbyn was was getting at there. He just gave Johnson the opportunity to put that issue to bed effectively, which was, well, I'm not going to sell off the NHS, and that's kind of that. Like, so 
You think that you think that point didn't land for Corbyn at all? No, not at all. I think that. Okay. Um, well, I, I suppose you could make the argument that it's to do with trust. I th- I th- you could you could say that well, yeah. Johnson saying he's not going to, and, and that relies on you trusting him. But I think it's it, it's almost it's I, I, the point I would make is it's almost not to do with trust because if he was to, there's a recording in a debate him saying we're definitely not going to do that, and when it's the NHS, something that vital, something that is that. Um, sort of revered in in the UK, um, yeah. Nobody would let that. No one would just forget that. And if he was to do that, yeah. they'd harken back to this, and it would be his political career over. Um, so no, I, I think it, I, I don't understand the tactic personally. Maybe you two. What do you two think about that? I mean, I know that you didn't see it, Zach, but I mean, no, I, I just it. I only missed the prop stunt. Unfortunately, I literally I, just missed that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think was, it was really weirdly timed as well it was chucked yeah. in in the middle of a argument about brexit it would have made a lot more sense if he tried to land it during the nhs section i guess yeah. maybe he didn't know whether they'd get to that or not and he printed this out so we needed to use it um but it did feel a little shoehorned in and because of it that it meant that he was johnson was never really questioned any further on it he was no. just able to say it's not true and there was no back and forth there it kind of just died um yeah. so yeah i agree i'm not sure how much impact that really had i think it wasn't a terrible idea. Like it was fairly impactful as a move, but it died very quickly. I think. Well, there's a history of those things like props in debates, and some of them have landed better. Mm. So, 2010, there was the infamous note um, saying all the money's gone, effectively. Yeah. That they. Oh, was that 2015? I can't remember. That was 2015. Yeah, yeah 2015. It was a note from the Labour to Conservative government. Yeah. So the, 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 when when Labour moved out, they left a note in the Treasury saying all the money's gone. I think they do that generally, anyways, like a joke. They leave something jokily. Um, yeah. like, like a, a comment and, and they yeah the Conservatives tried to use that against Labour and brought the actual note to the debate saying uh, the money's gone just to prove that Labour's That was really bad. good foresight on someone's part like to think to keep in five the note. years time we're yeah. going to need this note yeah but they behind, used like, it and it was quite effective went for emergency yeah no it was yeah I think it was and that I'm was sure more was effective than this effective. yeah this wasn't particularly effective I wouldn't say any yeah. other points on the first question, really? I think we should probably move on. Yeah, we spent so ages on that. We did. But the first two are kind of the most interesting ones, I think. Yeah, true. Least. Second question was also Brexit-related. Yeah. It kind of boiled down to, is the, wor- is the union worth sacrificing for Brexit? Um, obviously alluding to the issues with Scotland wanting to leave post-Brexit, potentially, uh, and obviously the Northern Irish border as well. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Corbyn pretty pretty much immediately agreed that it was damaging to the union, and then Johnson said, "Yeah, but my deal kind of fixes that." Just, that's just Which, not true. Yeah, not true. And also, then he said, basically said, that adding a second referendum and adding. Um, the referendum on Scotland just risks the union even further, yeah. which admittedly maybe is also true. Um, but the claim that his deal suddenly miraculously heals the divide um, was actually brought up kind of later on um, when he kind of flat out denied the fact that there was a border between um, mm. Northern Ireland and the rest of the UK. And I think mm. I think Julia and Corbyn both picked him up on that um, or like Julia really tried to nail him down on it. Um, so no, interesting exchange, especially considering the SNP weren't even there to discuss it. Yeah, there was there was so much there was so much talk in that question about coalitions. Um, yes, uh, nearer the end of it. So they, they, as as you said, they, they start off and Corbyn says he hopes it won't be broken up, but that that the, the, um, the, there is a border between Northern Ireland and Ireland because of the deal and all of that. But then, as I say, near, nearer the end, it, it, we get onto the the coalitions thing, which I still I I mean you, I think you're right in saying it's a bit strange that they're doing that without the SNP there, and it's another yeah. situation where 
To be fair, though, um, there was some talk about that um, and how bad a coalition between Labour and the SNP would be because it opens up to a second Scottish independence vote, which supposedly Johnson doesn't think anybody wants. And then uh, Corbyn comes back with, well, we've had nine years of cha- uh, chaotic coalitions anyway, was I think his yeah. his retort to that. To um, One of his better uh, lines. That was a yeah. good line, yeah. Yeah, which was obviously in reference to the fact they had a coalition between the uh, uh, Lib Dems and Conservatives. And then uh, it's not technically a coalition, but the uh, arrangement between the DUP and yeah. the Conservatives, presumably. It's close enough that we'll give them the joke. Yeah, it's yeah. A good, good enough for the gag, yeah. definitely. But that was sort of the retort at the end of that. Um, but I, I don't know that it just seemed to move very quickly onto coalitions. Yeah, I think the coalition thing was the main thing and Labour pretty much denying the fact there'll be a coalition with the SNP, certainly on the terms the SNP are demanding. In the interviews afterwards that they had with some of the smaller parties, uh, Nicola Sturgeon pretty much kept on the table the idea of doing the... um, some kind of arrangement with Labour, yeah. but continued making it clear that that would have to be under the pretext that there would be some kind of um, second mm. referendum on well, on Scottish independence as well as Brexit, obviously. Cor- Corbyn said, I think, as well, that um, we're not going to do a deal with the SNP. I, th- did he, 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 I think he openly said that or s- something along those lines, but said... I think but, what, he said, what he was saying there was that no... De- he did say no deal will be done, but he was more explicitly denying the fact that deal had already been yeah. premeditated between... Yes, yeah, because that, that was the other point, was that Johnson kind of made the claim... What did he say? He said um, he's probably he, already yeah. made a deal with Sturgeon. He did, he yeah. said that, something like that. Which, I mean, that, that's a pretty bold thing to say, especially if you've got no yeah. evidence of it. But I've not... I, I mean... Does he have any? Do we do we do we think? Not what? as far as no. I, I don't think there's anything to. But to, but that. to say to say he might is one thing, but to say he probably already has yeah. one, I think, is something else. He's trying to skate that line. He hasn't said there is, but he's certainly classic Johnson. Certainly tried to imply it. Yeah, which is a bit a bit. I think that's a little bit close to the line as to what's. It is a bit cheeky. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it leads on the, quite nicely to. Uh, before we get up, the, I was going to say leads on quite nicely to the whole fact check yeah. scandal, but we should probably we should leave that. We'll leave yeah, that leave for a moment, but that is yeah. on the unionist thing. I think it is still amazing that Johnson gets to pitch himself as the unionist party. Yeah, which, given that he's his Brexit deal does put at the very least administrative checks in within the United Kingdom, um, and it's sort of one of those things for Corbyn where it's it's self. Yeah, my goodness, self. <laughs> a lot of peas in there. Self-perpetuating. Self-perpetuating. Uh, in that, as Corbyn's vote share gets lower, the chances of him forming a majority government decrease, and therefore the chance of him needing to form a coalition with the SNP yeah. increase, and that gives Johnson the attack line of there's going to be a second Scottish right independence referendum, mm-hmm. and then his vote share just further decreases. Whereas if he'd been able to maintain a polling at sort of 40%, he could have easily pitched himself as the more unionist of the two parties. Yeah. But Johnson now has that ground, which is it's quite a political manoeuvre from the Conservatives. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, yeah, that's about all I had to say about that. Okay. Benny, you still there? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm <laughs> no, still here. No, I'm, I'm just listening. I'm just listening to what you're saying. Uh, oh, thank you very much. That's very oh, kind. Sweet. Oh, yeah, that um, was the, Sorry, one last thing while we're on this. We go, we go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I was just I'm trying leaving to think... that big, awkward silence in the edit as well. Yeah, I, I will do. Um, I'm thank just you. trying. I was just sorry. I was just trying to think what, 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 what it was that I was going to say, but it was to do with uh, the fact that Labour didn't take it off the table in that and, and this is one of the big things at the minute is asking people questions and Corbyn did this quite a lot through the debate where he never openly denied something or openly said I think it was he did actually happen. did he did he because I was I was yeah, watching I, I, I don't know if he I think he might have got a little bit caught up because I don't think he really meant to deny and he said 
no deals have been done and no deals will be done. Yeah, he did. Oh, did he? Was that, was that in reference to a coalition or was that in, in yeah, reference to a yeah, second referendum so. on Scottish Maybe he meant, I don't know, well, whatever was referred to is meant by the word deal. Maybe he meant no deals as in no deals pre coalition as in no sort of premeditated maybe. deals i don't I mean, know he what he meant get his way out of it exactly regardless. it's loose enough that it's not a binding yeah, commitment okay. i think you're ultimately right that no concrete promises were made in this yeah. section or the whole evening that is politics really today that's good um in fact speaking of uh, promises that were made uh, let's move on to the next section yes um, essentially the question was can we trust you um pretty brutal question but i mean probably worth asking at this point um, no points I've, for what Johnson brings it back to immediately. Brexit, but yeah. on the policy, on the promise point. I mean, I know I'm skipping forward a little bit here. Um, but what do we think of the whole handshake thing? <laughs> was that one was of the more so funny night? That was so strange. Yeah, Julia basically tried to. Well, she didn't even try to. She asked them if they both promised to like make politics nicer. I like I Julia quite... first name. T- first name Enchilla. terms, Julia. I mean, she, I don't feel like I have to be impartial with. No, Julia. neither. I think um, it's flattering. Uh, yeah, um, she tried to make them kind of both agree to make politics nicer. I don't know if those are her exact words or not, but basically just be nicer to each other. Mm. Um, and they both kind of said yes, and then awkwardly shook hands. Johnson uh, really moved for it. Johnson most... went for it, is what I saw. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he yeah. definitely did. Um, he accompanied it with a very Johnsonian, come on, chap. <laughs> and then sort of leant across. And... It was really awkward. And it was also it just was like, so awkward. what are you promising here? Like, yeah, there was, I, know that, yeah. I know that ITV's trying to like do the right thing and like make things nicer, but what they didn't promise anything. They just promised to make things nicer. What does that mean? She said, can they you just make got a, a handshake. Yeah. She said, can you make a pledge to be... And I thought they were both going to go, I, Johnson, promised yeah, to... Yeah, I would But do there this. was nothing. It was just, um, they just a shook short hands. thing and then shook hands yeah. and we went to a break. And that was that. Um, going back a little bit on the trust issue, though, uh, what do we think of their performance in that section generally? I was surprised that Johnson got such a positive response to his response from the audience. Yeah. Because he essentially blamed Parliament. Yeah. And he said... Which is his classic it's line. It's his classic but... line. And I... my. I'm obviously wrong, but my intuition would have been that um, the audience would have maybe mm. jeered at that a little bit. Just, they did a little bit. There was a point when he said that they could trust him and everyone, not everyone, but a decent percentage of the audience laughed in response to that. Yeah, but the bit but about you, Parliament, he got yeah. almost like a little bit of a clap. Like, it was the in- initial statement about being trustworthy, I think, that yeah. got the laugh. And then as he justified it, his people certainly got behind him a bit more. And that was one of the more interesting parts of the evening generally is where people were laughing. And I'm far from the first one to make this point. I've read lots of people saying this. Um, But it's interesting that the audience found that kind of like laughable from Johnson, the whole trust issue. And then later on in the night, some of the points about like four day week and things like that from Johnson, from Corbyn, sorry, some of the more like domestic issues um, got a laugh from the audience. So it's interesting that the audience isn't taking either side particularly seriously compared to like when you look back at previous debates sure there were things people laughed at that's but a good point actually. they seem to be laughing at the candidates a bit more and taking them less seriously as yeah. candidates than previous years i think yeah well they are both less serious candidates well, yeah is, yeah i think i agree fair to say um anything else on trust i mean they both just said they were trustworthy um, there was yeah. a good bit in it actually where um, Julia, my f- good friend, um, <laughs> she kind of got them both equally by saying like, 
Johnson as one someone who works with him as, with him as mayor said that he uh, betrayed everyone that he came into contact with basically and then just said uh, Corbyn couldn't be trusted because of the whole anti-Semitism thing I was like damn you're really getting in on both of them here that was good I remember yeah, that it was uh, a good it was a good moment it was a good double-edged sword it was there. wasn't it um, but basically they both said yeah you can trust me and kind of tried to make an argument for it there wasn't mm. anything that interesting there but I don't know what you would really expect from that question neither side's going to say you can't trust me they're both going to say of course you can trust me but do you yeah. trust the answer well, the thing that I found interesting there was that Johnson took it straight to Brexit and said, well, people trust politicians more when we finally leave the EU. Yeah. Um, yeah. His main thing was the reason we've got this trust issue is because of Brexit. Which, yeah. To which a certain is extent, fundamentally I think and statistically untrue. I mean, people oh. have... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Well, Are we keeping that in there? Yeah, you? we're keeping that Definitely in Definitely keeping that in there. Is, it, is it untrue? I think, yeah, that's um, untrue. Absolutely, it's untrue. Really? People, have, Why? people don't trust... People have never trusted politicians. When you look at this... this so there's little, always though. questions in surveys that say how much you trust... Maybe, look, maybe they're less trustworthy now, but they've never actually trusted politicians. Oh, I they've, see. They're, okay, they're, yeah consistently below like i think i saw recently that in terms of they're below like estate agents and things like that in terms of who you trust the person on the street they're like 50 percent of um, people trust a person that come across in the street and like less than i can't remember the exact numbers but it was a you know around 20 percent less than 20 would believe you know uh uh, mps like they've consistently consistently shown that people do not trust mps Uh, i mean it dipped after the expenses scandal obviously but yeah um so at least what i'm saying now is definitely true post um, expanded scandal and might even be true prior to that as well but this isn't a Brexit invention people have never no, trusted I MPs I don't think that suddenly they've seen the light and realised that MPs lie sometimes my point more was that I can see the line of reasoning that some people are feeling betrayed by MPs and therefore they don't trust them as much so I see what he's going for I see the narrative he's aiming for I agree with you that like clearly there's yeah. a bigger trust issue there um, yeah. but I can see why some people might have had their like mistrust kind of like stoked a little bit by the whole Brexit issue. I mean, I'll backtrack is, slightly oh in this. I'll backtrack slightly in the sense that you're going to slide yeah, me down a little less hard this time. Yeah, back. no, I, I agree. Savage. Look, yeah, look, I agree, I agree that with with what you're saying generally, which is that people don't don't Thank trust you. politicians. Like that 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 makes sense, and and uh, undoubtedly Brexit's probably played a role in the the lessening of trust between you know that the people have for politicians. Yeah. But on the whole. Um, people have not trusted politicians for a very long time anyway, is more mm-hmm. what I meant. I agree, it sounded very much like I was slamming down there, but that was not... <laughs> it didn't even just sound like it, you were. <laughs> okay, fair play, fair play. Um, um, so the, yeah. then, are we, you've got anything else on this section? I don't well, just on, more. but like, I did, but before we finish up on that trust thing, Sure. Ben, do you know anything about like, um, like, you were saying that people have never trusted politicians, which is probably true. Has there been like an increase or decrease in trust in politicians? Because my intuition would be that there there must have been a decrease in trust in politicians. Yeah. Oh, here we go. This is from Ipsos Mori, I think. Ooh. Uh, we trust Ipsos. Good source. It's from 2015, so pre-Brexit. Politicians generally trust is less than 25% and distrust is obviously, I mean, over uh, over 75 so it must be around 20-ish percent politicians yeah. generally slightly up for government ministers which are both below estate agents journalists bankers business leaders trade union leaders managers of the nhs pollsters civil servant servants ordinary man and woman in the street the police tv news readers clergy and priest judges scientists teachers and doctors this is a long list that's a lot of people yeah are those people so they, that people don't trust or no no this or is trust a they trust more than trust. Politicians. yeah but do they also not trust those people um, well, it, well, the, the the point at which it goes above fifty percent of people that they trust is pollsters. This was twenty fifteen. Huh. 
So they they trusted pollsters just over fifty percent, and then is that the just because the pollsters are the ones asking them, and they feel a pressure to say Yeah, that actually might such be a needy true. question. Do you, yeah. do you like pollsters? <laughs> are pollsters good looking? <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Politicians generally. Um, since 1983, which is when it started, um, just in politicians, politicians to tell the truth has been never gone above 30 yeah. percent. But is it lower and now than it was in 2015? Do you uh, have the most recent it, numbers? It, it dipped notably from 2008 um, and then it kind of rose a little bit and then dipped again in 2015 is what the graph shows. Interesting. Cool. So after that, we then went to an ad break and resumed with question four, um, which was a question about issues in the NHS. Uh, and basically, the question asker, question asker, person posing the question, yeah. um, said, besides just dumping more cash to solve the issue, um, what else are you going to do? And is privatisation like a thing you'd be considering? Um, both of them started... Uh, unsurprisingly as ben has already alluded to by praising the nhs a lot yes uh johnson, johnson <laughs> said it was one of the most beautiful things that britain has both of them promised money um johnson's no corbyn talked about how poor the current state of the nhs was and basically blamed a lot of that on privatization and the current government saying that under labor's leadership it would be doing a lot better um possibly the most interesting bit i think was the exchange about the 40 hospitals yeah yes. um, that is just a lie yeah and it wasn't nailed into enough i don't think i mean i think he was cut down you've got an hour didn't julia what are you meant to do didn't julia stop him short yeah so yeah. johnson basically no corbyn called johnson out i literally not said corbyn without saying johnson first by mistake in this whole episode corbyn uh pointed out the fact that Johnson had claimed there was going to be 40 extra there were going to be 40 extra hospitals built um and that that was inaccurate and it was like a few refits maybe a couple new hospitals it wasn't what he was claiming that we did we just discuss it in the video I don't think we have yet maybe maybe in a podcast at some point Anyway, anyway it's a common talking point from the conservatives that is widely believed to be untrue um Johnson Corbyn called Johnson out on that uh and Johnson kind of blundered through it admitted they were only actually doing six new ones but there was like money in for new ones they're not even yeah. six there's six no, reconfigurations yeah and like there's much and the, 20 potential the money's refits, in the pool or the whatever something. Yeah, it's like, something like that he kind of just fluffed his way out of it or certainly he didn't have to answer any follow-up questions maybe it didn't look good to the audience maybe undecided voters will be swung by this moment this is the point i'll look back to um but i think more likely he just fluffed his way over it and like mm. no one really noticed yeah i think that's a good that's a good summary of it um yeah. I thought it was a good, interesting point that Johnson returned to that classic conservative line about how you can't have a strong NHS without a strong economy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I think, probably it's his best attack on the NHS. Like, it's, I think, the most honest. Yeah. And also, he's never going to outspend Corbyn, no matter no. how many hospitals he says he's going to build or reconfigurations he's actually going to do. Yeah. Um, it was interesting because at that point, he also self described as a one nation yeah. conservative. That was which interesting. Is a term we haven't heard for a while no um ben you probably know more about the etymology of one nation oh. conservatism if you want um i should give like, some I should know disraeli more I context and yeah. stuff like that i, I don't I, I, like this is one of the things i do not I, I, I this is one of the things i absolutely oh, should no. know more of but i don't um Cut i think it was out, fi- 50s and 60s it was about i know that it was talked about then but other than that not much i can add to that no. Um, well I, the, the, the very the real origin of the term is from one of the first conservative prime ministers ever uh, Benjamin Disraeli, yeah. who wrote a book. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, it's supposed to be like the sort of soft, happy version of conservatism about 
how one of the important things a government has to do is bring the poor up yeah and make sure that the everyone is living harmoniously in one nation mm-hmm. um and it's not it's what everyone thought johnson was pre his leadership campaign he yeah. was obviously the sort of you know the johnson amber rudd that sort of side of the conservative party maybe you'd just say this sort of the lefter side of the conservative yeah. party but since he's become pm he hasn't been so much of a one nation conservative as a slightly more cutthroat arguably more mm. extreme brexiteer sort of conservative so it was interesting to hear him allude back to that yeah for the first time in a while definitely mm. I think it's what he wants his government to be post-Brexit. I think the Brexit thing is bringing out the worst in his government. Yeah. And he's got to be harsh and kick people out of the party and that sort of thing. Yeah. But I think that and fundamentally he sees himself as a one-nation conservative. He's certainly trying to project that image. No, he really. It's exactly what he said. So. <laughs> what did he say? Well, like the fact that he describes himself as yeah, a one-nation exactly. conservative. He's not even trying to like... He's really not being very one-nation conservative at the moment. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I imagine most people watching don't necessarily understand like the history of it. Yeah, the, the, the sort of but connotations of the even term. Even still, yeah, no, but I yeah. completely agree. Um, anything else on the NHS topic, Ben? Um, there was the thing, yeah, there was the one thing at the beginning that Corbyn started with, which was the story about his friend um, who, yeah. with, with breast cancer, which was, um, uh, yeah, that, that was something. Um, yeah. But I just thought that was worth worth bringing up and just mentioning that it, that w- w- what had happened. I don't really have anything to add or comment to it. I just thought it'd be worth mentioning that, that he did go into that story. Um, Corbyn brought up the story about um, his friend with with breast cancer who'd um, the day before um, had, had passed away from it and was was raised that um, in relation to the NHS. Um, and I think she said that she waited some like eight hours and it was sort of a, a, a reason to, to increase funding. So it's quite sort of, um, uh, yeah, uh, quite a heartfelt moment, really, I think, in the debate. And just, as I say, not something that I really want to add to or anything. Uh, no comment on that, really. It's just yeah. uh, I think it's worth sort of bringing up. And um, yeah, um, it was just just something that something that had happened. So. So, yeah. Yeah, totally. Interesting, I thought that Johnson didn't remark on it at all, though. If I was Johnson, yeah. that feels like a really nice moment to be compassionate and like say something nice about John, like Corbyn's He's friend. He's such and, a blunder-prone dude. Over it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably it was safer not to say anything. But um, um, I thought that was interesting. I was kind of ready for him to like say something that sounded like consolatory and nice, but yeah, didn't. Was uh, that not? There's no, there's no obligation to like nothing against Johnson for not saying that. I just thought it was an obvious win. Was that the question with the four-day week? Did that come up then? Yes, the uh, yeah, four-day week was on there, yeah. So, what, what do we think about that? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it got booed, didn't it? It, did. it got it laughed did. at. It got yes. laughed out the room. It did, it got laughed at, yes. And um, Corbyn's reply was something like, if people understood that it would be better for both their pain and their I well-being. I think, he, from what I remember, he recovered quite well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did, actually. Yeah, yeah I thought and so, And people yeah. stopped laughing so yeah, much. Yeah, pretty quick. Um, I think it's an interesting topic, and it's something that we've, talked about doing a video on and we might soon um because it's one as i think almost exactly said on slack this morning um it's one of those topics that gets laughed at now but so did ubi a few years ago and now that's on the green party's manifesto there's people in the u.s like andrew yang talking about it seriously Mm. there's a good number of people that are taking ubi oh loads of people in silicon valley too uh taking it seriously as an issue do you want to explain ubi for the listeners yeah you should probably just explain I mean, just, it's just universal basic quickly. income. Universal basic income yeah. is the idea of that everyone gets a certain amount of money as like a payment each month from the government 
the idea being that that's a way of supporting like the minimum like amount of money you need for the absolute necessities and that system will go to everyone replacing the kind of benefit system we have at the moment the idea being that if everyone has like that safety net people are more free to do two things they enjoy doing pay time like looking after family members uh go after creative pursuits whatever they're more free and open to do other things and ultimately the belief is that'll be better for the economy and like for well-being but that was a kind of fringe idea a few years ago uh and now is becoming more mainstream and it's potentially that this is something that's being laughed at now but in a few years time more people will be arguing for it um because i have seen some studies that back up that it is yeah. beneficial productivity wise and i've seen some examples of companies that have instituted that just in the company and they've yeah. seen like productivity has remained fairly flat despite the fact they're doing a day less work because of the impact of the four-day week. Um, it's something I'm not particularly confident on. I haven't done that much research into yet, which is why I think it might be an interesting video topic. Um, but yeah, it was interesting that it got such a obvious reaction from the audience. It got kind of shut down immediately from... Well, you never know. The, it's like 10 people laughing. You can't tell the difference between that yeah. and like 50 people applauding. So you don't really know what the balance is, but it certainly seemed like that was a kind of yeah. bit, a bit of a joke to a lot of people. Yeah. I think Conservative have done well in turning that into a joke because I just, I, it's probably fundamentally quite a good idea, the idea that we should s think about limiting the number of hours we will work. Yeah. But the Conservatives have definitely turned it into a whole another Corbyn pipe dream. And also that, it's like one of those things that he doesn't have time to justify. Like he yeah, can't exactly. spend hours on the campaign Talk trail. Talking about like productivity ratios. Like and Yeah, and exactly. Like Harvard Business Review report says that it was a great idea. Like he just doesn't have time to do it. And because of that, he's going to let it go and it just goes down as like a crazy idea, like you say. Yeah, nice one. All right, so what was the, what was the, oh, the last one was austerity, wasn't it? it was yeah, the question austerity. I tried to summarize, but I, my summary was weird, vague economy question. It kind of was. You're probably like, spending too long doodling around. I wasn't around. doodling at the time. There's no all the doodles in this document are like retroactive doodles. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lady who asked the question was essentially saying, um, "You guys have never really had to worry about money. How do we know that you're? Oh yeah, that one. Um, yeah, responsible with that. Which is a little weird question, I think, because hmm. I'm not. I mean. John's I'm probably true for both of them actually I was about to say maybe it's not true for both of them I don't know much about Corbyn's like history with that kind of thing must have had it marginally tougher at least than you Johnson you would have thought so yeah regardless though like I don't necessarily see the comparison there I see maybe if you'd struggle a bit more in childhood and family and stuff maybe you'd have more empathy maybe that was the argument she was going for but equally they've both held significant government positions or like shadow positions for a while so I think their understanding of budgets and how to look after an economy is probably more developed than the average person just because they don't know you how would to, hope so wouldn't you just because they don't you know really how to budget would. for like a household doesn't necessarily apply um so i see like the higher level like the moral question of like empathy and that kind of thing but i think ultimately that line of questioning about can they be trusted because of their background i think is a little bit i don't know i don't i don't really know what she was going for in that section you don't really like the identity politics of it all that sort of thing not really like yeah. I, I do get the argument and i to a certain extent i agree with what she's saying that there should be good representation not necessarily the prime minister but throughout the entire system um and i think that was kind of no i sort of agree with you anyway an unnecessary aspect anyway um they both kind of agreed um that we had to spend more and there should be less austerity because no one likes austerity these days. <laughs> the Conservatives have been campaigning on the fact that austerity has been ending for like the last four years and it kind of hasn't that much. Um, mainly, I'd say Johnson had a lot to say on this topic. I think it was kind of hard for Johnson... No, Corbyn had a lot to say. Um, kind of hard for Johnson to argue much on this point because 
he is the incumbent party and we've kind of seen what they're doing. I kind of, in his section, yeah. kind of wrote, he's had a lot of nothing, which he did is say, not the best note. But he did describe Corbyn as anti-capitalist. Yeah, there was a lot of that. Which yeah, was I heard that. quite a big label. Mm. I haven't... Cause you, and this, yeah, this was the uh, Magic Money Tree section as well. It was. So, yeah, they brought up the, the infamous statement from Theresa May in 2017 that there was a, they believed, well, they thought that Labour believed that there was a magic money tree that would pay for everything. And then there was that yeah. thing that I mentioned earlier with um, the, the magic money forest uh, Corbyn supposedly has. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was brought up again. And then, yeah, as you say, the, the austerity bits. Um, and I think, did Corbyn commit to a £10 living wage for everyone there as well? Yes, he did. That yeah, he got other. a big cheer for that as well. £10 living wage and also, what was the other one? I think that's nearly a conservative policy, though. I think they're Pretty planning much, on raising yeah. the minimum wage. And also the minimum, the living wage applies across all ages. Yeah, exactly. That's the main difference. 25 yeah. is the minimum wage applies. Yeah, and moment. there's different categories. Yeah. Um, which I've always thought is a bit weird. Like, to a certain extent, why is, is, they're doing the same also, job. It's such why a massive variation. It's like, a you really can pay 16-year-olds like five quid at the moment. Yeah. And I don't really get like the argument for that. Anyway. Um, yeah. I'd say there were some interesting points in the section, I think. Uh, both clearly trying to argue that they're going to spend money. It's like the end of austerity. It's that was pretty predictable, point. that question. You um, know what I mean? How that question is going to pan yeah, out. Yeah, there wasn't a yeah. whole lot that I found that interesting in that section. All right, let's just move on then. Unless you think there was anything, Ben. Have we missed anything? You just No, no, it. that was that was everything I've got on my notes. Cool. Then we move on to the quickfire round. Uh, what Was there a climate question? Or am I missing that? Also, well, was that a quick fire? This one? was quick fire. Oh. Also, we've been analysing this for 50 minutes, so I think we spent longer doing this than if you just watched the debate. Uh, <laughs> oh, summary. wow. It's taking longer than the debate is. That's quite embarrassing. Yeah, but um, you, you get a bit of analysis in here that you don't get in the debate. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't call it analysis. I wouldn't say it was the strongest sell. No, um, I mean, they're 50 minutes in. They're committed by this point. Um, yeah, so we got to the quick fire round. Uh, first question, is monarchy fit for purpose? Oh, yeah, that was a funny one. Good question. Yeah. Um, I really like it was quite good because they were just joking around about how short the question the answer should be uh, and all Corbyn said in response to the question was needs a bit, needs of, a improvement. bit of improvement that was quite I witty was really yeah. good I like that a lot uh, and then Johnson basically said kind of they almost set him up a little bit here I mean they didn't but he said that the monarchy would be on reproach yes. and then they were immediately asked what about Prince Andrew like, <laughs> oh, not also the so beyond reproach one fell pretty flat like, yeah. So obviously, it's going to fall flat saying the monarchy's beyond reproach. There's a like, certain section of the. Yeah, if you're a passionate monarchist, but in the aftermath of Prince Andrew yeah. saying some creepy stuff about the 17 year old girls, whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, it's not a great time. Saying like they're beyond reproach is not a very tactful thing to no, say. No, I agree. Um, and then on the Prince Andrew question, both of them basically just made the same point that mm. yeah. we should concentrate on the victims first, yeah. which is the right thing to say. Yeah, rightly um, so, yeah. Uh, cool. Then climate change. And I think it's interesting. I do wonder, they kind of teed up the fact there were going to be like tons of people asking questions. They're all sat in like this little area and we only actually got to five big questions. And I do kind of wonder, was climate change meant to be no, one of the big questions and then got knocked? Because it's kind of weird that climate change got maybe a minute in this yeah. when it's by most polling the third most important issue in this election after Brexit and the NHS. So it's clearly a big issue and it got almost literally no time. Um, pretty much all they were asked was, is climate change the biggest issue facing the UK? And they both kind of stumbled around, not really wanting to commit to it being the biggest issue, but saying, mm. 
Johnson said it was a colossal issue for the world. I think Corbyn said it was the biggest issue for the world, but didn't clarify for the UK. Corbyn also got booed when he said that stuff about when it's hitting the poorest people in the world. And yeah. A couple of people started being like, oh. Yeah, he did like, a... oh, not this again. But it's like, yeah, you know, empirically <laughs> true. Yeah. What do you want him to say? Yeah, I mean, I kind of get maybe oh, what they're saying. Oh, empathy. What a good. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> I kind of get what they're saying. Like, he always talks about that, but that's because it's like, that is his core message. That's what's important yeah. to him. I think it's certainly less repetitious than like some of Johnson's point. Um, anyway, um, there wasn't a whole lot to be said around that, I wouldn't no, say. No, I think that's about it. And then then we got kind of the crazy questions. Which foreign leader would you like? Which do you yeah. admire most? It's like, who cares? I mean, Johnson said all of the EU 27. That was quite a good answer, And predictably I brought it back to Brexit again. Yeah. Um, and then Corbyn said the UN's leader, um, which is kind of a boring answer because no one knows who that is. Like, <laughs> who cares? Uh, Antonio Guterres, um, I've got written down here. Um, yeah, you got, you would, that would have been a lot cooler if you pretended yeah, like just you just didn't knew say that you had it line. written down. <laughs> then the final question was, I think it's interesting, like a meta discussion about like what was the point of this question. But first, what actually happened in the question? Final question was essentially if you had to give the other person a gift for Christmas, what would you give them? Uh, John- Corbyn said that he'd give Johnson a copy of the Christmas Carol so he could understand how mean Scrooge was. Decent response. Oh, it was yeah, again they were surprisingly told, don't witty. Be political. They were told don't be political, and I would argue that that's political. Not as political as Johnson's yeah. <laughs> response, which was a copy of his Brexit deal. That is very um, true. Which I think was like a pretty poor look on him. I don't know. I haven't seen any data. Who knows what normal people think. And what was the uh, second answer, Jack? But his second answer was like, he rambled on about trees and then eventually said dams and jam. Oh, so anyway, but I think... I do dams like dams and jam. and jam. I love dams and jam. Oh, here we go. It's another north-south north divide. Yeah. I had to Google it. Um, when you're down on Monday, my grandma makes a mean. My dams grandma and jam. makes dams oh, and jam. It's a we should have a dams and jam off. <laughs> I would happily... <laughs> I would happily attend. <laughs> Damson's just like a... It's a bit like a black currant, I guess. Yes. I've never actually seen one in real life. I'm just guessing based on the colour. I don't think I've ever seen one in real it life. It tastes either. like a mixture of like a black currant and then like a sweeter fruit yeah. as well. Yeah. So I do, like I a black like currant and a raspberry. So. Lovely. Well, we'll try and find you some for It is really good stuff. Um, it also always tastes like English and grandmother Yeah, it does. Because it's such a strong association. Um, but yeah, I think it was... Anyway, back to my point. <laughs> yeah, Dams and Sorry jam. to take us away from Dams and Jab, but um, I think the look of Johnson again talking about his Brexit deal, especially after they'd already made the point multiple times about it being non-political, I think when I was watching it, even I was getting a bit sick of that. I was like, oh, come on, move on from that. Like, stop trying to play the game, just be normal. Um, I don't know whether that make any difference to voters. I don't know if normal people think that too. I don't know if you thought that when watching it. Um, but I just thought, come on, Johnson, just play the game. Yeah, I well, I... I... Probably had a slightly less strong opinion than you do, but I, I thought a similar thing. It was just a bit like, ugh. I mean, it felt so try-hard. It felt like, yeah. I think he was a little bit... bring it back to Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> got Dominic Cummings in his ear being like, tell me Brexit yeah. deal. Let's do Brexit deal. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, no, I just think he was a bit flustered because Corbyn came up with a relatively a pretty witty... Good one. But I'll, I'll agree with you, Ben, that it's still kind of political. But they were always going to take a jab. I think they weren't going to say, I'll buy him a new jumper. Like They weren't just going <laughs> to do it randomly. They were going to do some kind of jab. No, but but you could... I agree. But you, I, so you could you could say something that's va- you vaguely know that they're actually interested in. Like it doesn't have to. You don't have to go with like a Christmas Carol to understand how nasty Scrooge was and all this. Like that's a. Polit- I would say that yeah. the, the only reason anyone could argue that that's not political is because the follow up was a literal Brexit deal, 
Um, I, don't, I actually don't think it's political, like, really at all. I think it's just a, like... It's, it's a good book. It's just a little bit of bant. Like, it's, yeah. you know... I it's, mean, it's almost like... Would it have been... If you'd have said, like, oh, 1984. Like, oh, yeah. It, it, that, that would have been... been really good. But 1984 is a more obtusely political book. Than, yeah, that is a book about politics. Yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> and then, and then but, I suppose... What Johnson, about if yeah. he'd offered him a copy of The Muppets Christmas Carol on DVD? Would <laughs> be okay, well, that's a bit... That's fun, is what that is. Okay, um, okay. So I think I the agree. fact that it would That's be Muppets would, would inherently make it less political. Um, True. Well, who knows these days? How can you argue that Kermit's political? That's all I'm saying. I mean... <laughs> do you think we should do more of these questions or was it a complete waste of time? Uh, I don't know. I, I think, think partly... I think, I think more. Oh, really? Me and Ben agree. I think oh, partly yes. it does expose a little bit of their personality, and it is interesting from that perspective. Yeah, and that's rare. We want a bit and, more and of that. And I guess the debate isn't establishing anything policy-wise. Well, There's yeah, no exactly. Point anyone's compromising. The rest There's of the debate no was a waste of time agreeing. anyway. Yeah. So, like, all they're doing is reading out their key points from banners and, like, the front page of the manifesto. Yeah. So I guess this is more enlightening. Maybe we should just give them, like cooperation tasks like it, look, give them like little it, challenges just give them like a group interview from an assessment center yes get them to watch them do that that would be that would be way better but in, in that that format there just getting back onto the, sorry i am just gonna i'm actually gonna bring it back onto topic instead of railroading which is amazing oh um but no i was just gonna say on that i think it for, that the format of short questions forces them into a short answer and it doesn't give yeah. them the opportunity to just talk about whatever they want to talk about so just saying Equ- yeah, yeah. Saying, saying about um, is the monarchy fit for purpose? Just just quick answers, like yeah, yeah. I think it's good. I ones like, like that. that it, ones like that it really works for because there isn't any debate there. It's just a yes or no. Otherwise, you've got a bit of an issue if they're allowed really short answers. They can say whatever they want, and there's no follow up. So you yeah. do need a balance of the two, obviously, and you've got to be careful what questions fit into which section. Um, but yeah, to be fair, they were pretty good at enforcing the time on that bit. Um, they did a similar thing in the interviews, with, even weirder, I would say, in the interviews with the other candidates, the smaller parties. They asked yeah. all of them if they were to be on I'm a Celebrity next year <laughs> with another one of the leaders from a party. Who That's they quite pick? a good question. Who did it's they pick? It's a good question, yeah, but it it's also like, it's also like, come on, like you just. No, I like that sort of thing. And also, it's because the debate was on pre I'm a celebrity, and then post I'm a celebrity, <laughs> they got the interviews. It was like, come on, watch the whole block. Go on, watch somebody <laughs> eat a snake or something. Um, uh, I only saw the first two in completion, to be absolutely honest. So they both, uh, Sturgeon and Swinson, both said they take Farage in to watch him do a Bush Tucker trial. Decent response. Yeah, um, it's cheeky. Yeah, so I don't know what the other one said. I'll watch it later. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know whether it's worth it. I think it's, I guess it lightens the mood a bit. It's a I nice think they should ending. be on TV more. You'd have a lot but, more time for these yeah, sort of things. I agree. And I think yeah. the only thing that annoyed me a little bit was because it was so limited for time yeah. and because they clearly abandoned serious questions to then do some like joking around messing ones felt a bit like to me, you didn't, if you didn't have the time for that, why do you have the time for this? And I see That's the argument true. for having them. Um, but I think in a debate that was so clearly kind of cut short at the end, um, I'd have rather seen it like yeah, five think, minute answer I think I agree on with another that. topic than Christmas presents. But it's a fun story. Who yeah. cares? So generally, I'd say that we agree that it was a fairly successful night for both sides. Both landed some punches. Johnson probably performed better on Brexit. Corbyn more on like domestic policy. Uh, that was kind of. I mean, I'm purely projecting on you. That that's what you think. I would just. I, can like. I? Are we, are we recording and everything properly now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would just say that while. The fact that it was an even night makes it a bit of a loss for Corbyn because yeah. realistically Corbyn was the one who needed a good night. Definitely. Yeah. Um, looking at the polling, YouGov's polling found that Corbyn was uh, 
49% of people said that Corbyn won and 51% said Johnson won. So a yeah. very slight win for Johnson, but so small. It's like kind yeah, of doesn't matter doesn't count, too much. Yeah. I think more what you were saying there that Johnson has more to gain. No, Corbyn has more to gain um, and really could have done with this going well. The TLDR surveys that we conducted, uh, wow. Twitter placed it almost exactly 50-50. Um, and the Facebook poll gave Corbyn the advantage with 76% of the vote versus 24 for Johnson. Um, but obviously that's a fairly small sample size who knows there were people who probably voted who hadn't watched it including our very own Ben who voted at about midday before he'd actually seen the debate uh, so I just wanted to see what up. the results were. I can't believe you, yeah, you yeah. saw me do that. That's <laughs> so okay. Yeah, I did. I voted because <laughs> I wanted to see what the results were. So I just tapped a box because you can't see the results unless you vote. Which is why you can't always trust online polling. <laughs> yeah, because of Ben. Because of me. Okay. Specifically, me going around to all the online polls and just voting yeah, randomly in them. Anything else on the win lose thing? Anything you want to say around that? It's kind of no. Meaningless. I think we should let's uh, move. I think. No. Let's move on to the big news. I think this is more exciting. This is the, the big news. Yeah, I think it genuinely kind of is. You've waited an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah. You've wasted an hour and 50 minutes of your life. We, like, jump to this for the game. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, during the debate, uh, CCHQ, which is uh, Conservatives' headquarters for campaigning, Conservative campaign headquarters, Ooh. as some might call it, um, changed their press account, which was previously uh, CCHQ Press, into Fact Check UK, and gave it a lovely new rebranding. Some would argue that it was deceitfully rebranded. Uh, Let's just say it. It's it not was even, deceitfully It was rebranded. deceitfully rebranded. It was disgraceful. Uh, so it was made to look like it was... An independent uh, fact-checking site. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, and ba- all the account was really used for was to promote kind of Tory statements as facts and to yeah. say that Johnson was lying. Um, Corbyn was lying. Corbyn was lying, sorry. Yeah. Uh, James Cleverly uh, went on Newsnight to try and defend it. Uh, saying that the account was only really made to, or it was the change to the account was only really made to rebut Corbyn's lies, um, which is like doesn't it's really matter. Such who's a lying. crap account. Both sides are lying, yeah. but one side didn't make an account for it. And he also made a weird argument that they didn't actually change the handle. Um, it's still the like thing you would at the username is still CCHQ Press throughout, which is kind of an arbitrary point because if they had changed it anyone else would have been able to claim that handle. So they were never going to change it. So it's kind of a weird argument to make. Anyway, Rob also went on BBC Breakfast to try and defend it, um, describing it as an instant rebuttal to Labour's nonsense, um, which is also kind of crazy. Anyway, eventually uh, Twitter got involved, uh, saying it looked like the account had been used to mislead the public, and they said they'd they'd take decisive corrective action if something similar was done again. Um, So... Interesting yeah. turn of events, really. Oh, to say the least. Ben, have you I, got any? Because I'm, I'm, I think this is one of Zach's furious. The worst yeah. things we've seen in British politics for. Uh, I that's would, a big claim, but it really is. I, I think it, I agree with you, and I think that it, the fact that it represented only to try well the fact that it was from cchq and it's deliberately trying to only fact check corbyn but was trying mm-hmm. to present itself as one of these other fact checking what what are the names of the other fact checking sites it's quite like similar full to fact. Full, full, full fact full stuff like that yeah um, it was trying to be the same thing there's a completely yeah. new like color scheme complete rebranding had it was it was presented as if it had nothing to do with 
Yeah, in their the defence, the handle was still the same. <laughs> it did say fact check by CTHQ Press. Uh, but who's actually clicking into the account? They're going to see the fact yeah, exactly. check on their timeline. They line. know what they're doing. Yeah, it's very just, cynically. It's really it's, it's People are going to retweet that, aren't they? They're going to retweet it. You're going to see yeah. you know, fact check. Mm. You're going to see the little purple or the, with the background, the white tick and the purple background and all of that. And it's going to yeah. look like it's a fact checking website that's saying that Corbyn's being bad and all this. And he said bad stuff uh, or, or incorrect stuff. Um, when actually it's just the Conservatives using that for uh, political gain. It's almost trying to present themselves as an independent fact-checking site when, when it's just CCHQ. Yeah. And I suppose, you know, if you had to defend that, you that's what you'd say. Is you'd say, well, we didn't change the handle. If you click onto the account, it says that. But that's pretty Which much all you can say. Defense. It is a shocking defence. So, it's, it's not even biased to just say they lied. They no. flat out lied. Yeah. And, and, and a really important point as well. It's really, it's just unbelievably disgraceful. If you haven't seen it, Go on the news like right now and go have a look at their rebranded yeah. CCHQ press. Also, it's uh, worth Twitter looking handle. at Newsnight from last night when um, Cleverly was being interviewed about it. They did not hold back on that either. But disappointingly, um, the broadsheet journalism, I was looking at the front pages yeah. this morning, there's nothing on it. It was all about how, I mean, it's slightly predictably, but it's just a, it's, it's sad anyway. I'm not normally one to rant on about the, the state of British journalism, but like it really is, it was all about. Corbyn hammered by Johnson yeah. on Brexit, which is fine. Like you can go for that, but just objectively, this was as this was a huge story. Yeah, it should have been your page story. two. It maybe should have been your front page. Nothing really happened. It'll be interesting to see whether it is because it's really ramped up in the last day. Really, yeah. today it's become like trending topic on Twitter pretty much all day long. Who as knows how be. much influence that will actually have? But it's really developed as a story. So maybe since then, it will end up being on the front pages tomorrow. You'd hope Who so. Who knows? Uh, yeah. I don't think it'll be on all the front pages. Certain newspapers, I can't imagine running with it. Um, <laughs> but regardless, um, I'm interested what you guys think about the whole thing, though. Do you think it was a tactic they thought would they get away with? Did they think... Uh, what was, was the like sort a, of like meta what was the logic? Yeah. behind it? Do we think... So my two, stra- my two strains of thought are either it was just an absolute screw up they thought they were going to get away with it. They didn't. And it went wrong. Which feels kind of unbelievable to me because it's like... It's not how that. Wh- whatever the other theory is, it's probably that. Because they, they, they know and what my, they're doing. My other one is far more cynical, which is that they always knew they were going to get caught for it. But they thought the blowback wouldn't be this bad. They thought no one would really care and they'd get away with it. And they get to get people on the news saying, we were only doing it because Johnson was lying all the time. Corbyn was lying all the time. And therefore the story becomes... The Conservatives have to defend themselves from Cor- Corbyn's lies. Everyone stops oh. questioning, is Corbyn lying? Because they're all over the news. They're on Newsnight, they're on Breakfast saying, Corbyn lied all the way through the debate. That's their message. So they were hoping that's what they could get out ahead of the fact they lied. Um, that's my more conspiracy. That would have been a very optimistic uh, projection or, you know what I mean? Like to think that you... Could get away with it. <laughs> to get, get away with it and people would just take it as, oh God, look at the length they have to go to to stop calling lying. I don't know lying. if they necessarily think, oh, poor Conservative Party. I just don't know whether it goes into people's subconscious. Al- alternatively... All the way through the debate, Corbyn was lying. That That's the message they've said. Yeah, no, it, I, I, I see that, that would, yeah. that's the message that you think they might be trying to get across, but I just think that would, that would have even been more stupid than just the blatant lie. Like... The idea that you'd you'd be able to get that message across. True. There is there is is another thing that could have happened, which was quite simply that they knew that there would be backlash, but it gets people talking about it. So yeah, I mean, I I don't know how involved Linton Crosby is in this campaign. Um, I I genuinely don't. But he's handed over to his. He has a new guy who uh, is currently in 
there's a there's a chair in CCHQ which is like the middle chair or something like that, and it used to be Linton Crosby, and it's now his deputy. Well, it's nonetheless, one, one of the big one of the big Crosbyisms, and and they might be using this tactic as well, which was um, if you want to change the debate, you know, throw a dead cat on the table, which is basically the idea yeah. that when you want to, to to change up what people are talking about, you you throw something very shocking out there, it changes everybody and gets them talking about that, and and uh, it takes away from something else. Maybe maybe it's to try and take away. Um, some attention from the debate itself maybe it was to try and take away yeah. some some uh, attention from something else but that that has been a, a campaign tactic in in the past that you even if it's something bad you're you're taking um you know yeah, you're taking i i see that and that's a, that's a possible theory but like what would they be taking, they taking attention things, away yeah, from exactly and what, there was and nothing the, that yes. pressing and, but I and guess the they point have to is, make is that it would be the point is that it would be trying to take attention away to something that's bad but less bad is is the, yeah is exactly the point. and this is definitely the worst thing yeah I agree it, and if maybe, it was it was a massive miscalculation they'd have had to make this decision before the debate obviously they wouldn't have known how the debate was going to go so maybe their logic was I don't think we're that prepared Johnson might screw this up there's more for Corbyn to win out of this. So if he can distract from that and limit his gains, then therefore that's the benefit. I, I know that these are all like possible theories, but they all of them are just, none, none of them even make that much sense to me because if that is the, the thinking behind it, yeah, I mean, I'm not dissing your thing. Like no, I no, think no. they may well have gone through this thought process, but if they have, it's an exceptionally stupid thought process. Because yeah. realistically, if Corbyn's doing really well in the debate and then you change your thing to pretend that you're a fact-checking website, yeah. The narrative doesn't switch to the fact-checking thing. The narrative is now combined. True. Corbyn beats you and desperately and, yeah. you turn into a fact-checking website, <laughs> which, I mean, there's just a, it's a, that's an even worse front yeah, page than totally. Corbyn beats you. I, I just, I don't see a sort of a good meta rationale for doing so this. So what is the I, rationale? I, I, that's, they just this is up. the question. That or there are some real idiots in CCH. So there's, I think there's um, unfortunately only really two options. Yeah. There are some quite stupid idiots in CCHQ yeah. who thought this might be in some way for the greater conservative yeah. good. The, one of the one theories, of any of the theories. that you guys yeah. have just pushed. Or there's some real idiots, like really stupid yeah. people in conservative HQ who thought they would just full on get away with it. Which is insane. Which is possibly insane but it's no no not possibly there was no world they could have got away yeah with. i agree like with it you. was never gonna work or they thought maybe they'd be able to get a couple of shares get a bit of a narrative out there and then subtly switch back and could you could i i know uh, that's what i'm saying yeah, both of yeah. those but yeah none those of are the only two working yeah. theories and both of them involve people really possibly and i know that zach's gonna just hit the roof about this one but i'm gonna throw it out there anyway what do you think that maybe they they originally the plan was to not come across so much as a fact checking website and it was originally uh, intended legitimately you, to criticize Corbyn? So kind, yeah. Okay, no, I don't think that. that I, is I know a ridiculous thing to think. I'm not what? saying that. Yeah, you yeah, think yeah. That. You I know. Your I, listen, very I know that you that know that I don't think that, <laughs> but. <laughs> and I'm admitting that, but that's that's not even like a think thing. That's just objectively that, like there was no way they could have thought that. That's not even like within the realm of possibility. There was no nearby possible world in which that is actually yeah. the case. Okay, so it's Zach's just not. View you, is that that's not the no, case. But um, the, you, what you're saying there is that actually they. I'm they, not saying anything. I'm saying that they this thought the, legit, this might be how it started. Yeah. 
So it's still on the idiot spectrum. It's so far on the idiot spectrum, that one. That's even beyond the world's possibility. That's just ridiculous. The idea that they thought that, hey, we're just changing the name, color scheme, font, <laughs> and content of our Twitter. And it's actually, and everyone's going to realize this is still CCHQ and it's not actually yeah. in any way disingenuous. It's just ridiculous. They, they knew exactly, well, they at least knew they were trying to mislead people. Yeah. There was no way that they thought they might actually be doing some sort of virtuous rebranding. Okay. Um, Sorry, <laughs> I just I, this this really bo- this really really annoys me. I think this was like it's it's just such an openly deceptive thing to do. Yeah, it's, and it's really I bad. think in part the most frustrating thing about it is the I mean there has been a backlash, but the sort of the lack of remorse from the Conservative Party is just shocking. Like it really is. I mean, and I, before this sounds like some anti-Conservative pro-Labour rant, I really don't have uh, a horse in this race at all, and I'm I'm not particularly aligned to either party. But I just think that from a sort of moral perspective, mm. there's no integrity in the no. way that they've just behaved. It's really no, but, but it's quite point, sad point, to the, see. Sorry, the, the point that I was trying to make was, was not so much the, the outcome of, of what it was, but the intention behind it. And what, what I meant more by that was that maybe the intention when they started with that idea was that they would create something that would, would specifically criticise Corbyn throughout the debate, which would have been something that pretty much anybody would do is just, you know, if your, your candidate's up there, you're going to try and root for them and say why the other candidate's yeah. bad. And that somewhere down the line, there was an idea thrown out there that they could try and look like a fact-checking website and it just, it, it didn't go as the original plan was intended. I mean, your, your, your yeah, ideas... Wait, wait, what are you trying to say? What are you saying? Well, what, yeah. what you're saying is, what, well, my, my point is that... that all of these ideas that you've thrown out there are involved with like deliberate deceit, and what I'm saying is maybe that maybe maybe it wasn't deliberately originally fair, intended as deceitful. To be fair, though, in the interview with Cleverly on Newsnight, they tried to pin him down as whether it was his idea or not, and he essentially said that the digital team work within like a remit that he sets, trying to kind of not answer the question. And then a follow-up question was asked saying like, but did you sign off on it? And he completely refused to answer the question, which to me reads as yeah. he did sign off on it. Also, it Ben, like even if there was policy. some sort of accidental snowballing where they started off with like quite an innocent idea and then someone went a bit far with the branding it was quite far away from CCHQ and then they thought, happened. oh, we've got this. Yeah, it still happened and someone had to sign off on it. Someone higher up in the Conservative Party yeah. would have had to sign off on it. So it's not just like some innocent accident where we got a little bit carried away with our rebranding. We didn't mean to pretend to be a someone had a good time fact check. Yeah, exactly. We didn't. We had an intern who was just going a little bit mental. (laughs) It's like someone had to sign off on it, and it's the sort of collective work of a load of people. And the fact that for your theory to hold weight, it would have to be the idea that firstly, whoever signed off on it maybe didn't even look at it, and that all of those people in that team just went, "Oh, oh no, it's snowballed." Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yes. I'm. I'm just desperately trying to find the alternative. I know you're. And, you want to, you want to see the good reinstill trust in politicians, but it's too late, Ben. No, and I, <laughs> it's yeah, all gone. I, I understand that, but um, the, the, there'll be something. The, yeah, the, the, there's a possibility that, that it, it, it was something that snowballed. But you are correct that even if it did, someone had to sign off it at some point. It's still very morally dubious. Not even dubious. Deceptive. Uh, next Dupli- level. Duplicitous. It, however you want to put it. Yeah, but I, anyway, I, yeah, yeah. I've, I've vented enough on that. It really annoys me, but I've vented enough. Okay. It'll be interesting to see. We've been like keeping an eye on like various gaffes that have gone on during the campaign. So on election night, we can see which one of these still feel important, which ones still hold weight. I'd say this has got to be the most important one so far, surely. Yes. I would. I mean, maybe not the one that's landed the hardest necessarily, exactly. but like yeah. the most important. When we, if we, 
if this was to be an ongoing trend in politics going forward, people deliberately trying to mislead people online, and this would be the moment we'd look back on and say that was the like starting point of that. But there is a lighter misleading, but it's the yes. fact they would pretend to be a, an independent fact-checking organisation. That's for some some particular. And it leans into the whole like whole thing of fake news, just yeah, crediting yeah, fact-checking organisations. It just makes the whole thing look less credible. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, uh, it'll be interesting. Basically, my point was it'll be interesting on election day. Is this something that anyone even still mentions? I doubt it. But is this something that hold water, holds water and becomes an issue for the Conservatives? Or if I log into Twitter in 20 minutes' time, has it already stopped trending? Does everyone not care? There's no way of knowing the answer to that just yet, but we'll find out later. Yeah. Anything else on that from anyone? Is everyone all angered out for a moment? Well, I, I think by everyone, if you mean Zach... Um... You're too I, nice, Ben. You're too nice. I'm, yeah. Well, I'm, ju- I'm, ju- I'm, I'm desperately trying to, to see what the alternative sort of motivation for that was. But um, Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Um, I tried that, so yeah. Thank you for that. I appreciate it, Ben. Uh, nice to have... I was about to say devil's advocate, but it's literally the opposite of that. Heaven's <laughs> advocate. God's advocate.